Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. T, how are you? Cold. (laughs) (laughs) Brr, it's winter in LA. (laughs) For once we feel it. You know what it is? I mean, yes, it's cold, but like the fucking wind, man. Yeah. I hate this wind. Mm -hmm. Murder. And it feels colder, obviously. Yeah. When you feel that, you're like... (laughs) yeah dude and like i don't know why like i guess ever since the fires i feel weird about turning on my central like air or heat or whatever yeah because i need to like clean my filters and all that stuff so like i've just been bundling up in the cold in my house instead of like turning the heat on and then i totally forget like i always forget that i have a fireplace (laughs) that like is (laughs) totally a viable option like i mean it's not gonna like heat my house but at least like it'll keep me warm if i'm in the living room or whatever that's true and i totally just never think about it i've I've, I haven't in two and a half years ever turned my fireplace on. <laughs> so that's, that's LA. That. Yeah, legit, right? Man. So how are you doing? I mean, besides being cold. Uh, I think someone just heard me gulp. Um, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're drinking coffee. We're trying to stay warm and awake. Yeah. Um, though thurry, but not thurry. Um, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Just kicking it. Ready to talk about suspicion. Dude, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> it's that episode. You guys, it's finally here. So this ep- is the episode. It took 12 episodes. Fucking A. And this episode, I don't actually know this to be true, but I think this episode aired in like January or like oh. late December. So they fucking took their sweet ass time. Mm. I don't actually, I can't, the episode doesn't justify why they waited so long. You know what I mean? Because it's not like it was this like magnificent, like telling of a story or whatever. Like, I mean, maybe, I I don't know. I'm not going to try to defend them, but I think it's going to sound like I am. I'm sure that there were a bunch of shows at the time already doing something about it. And how is Seventh Heaven going to compete not compete well, and, and that sounds about terrible competing. i know i know that sounds terrible too but it's um i mean you could tell they're like okay it happened now let's talk about what happens after i mean yeah that's basically it's what just, it is yeah. is like and in true seventh heaven fashion rather than make it like i mean it is a statement obviously like the episode is making a statement yeah but it's like it's like about the humanity of it like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like they made it like a human story yeah or like or even more specifically like they made it like a specific person or family story yeah which i feel like is exactly what seventh heaven would have done you know what i mean like like it totally makes sense that seventh heaven went that route with it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like making this like sweeping maybe sort of out of context like 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 you know like like sort of standalone like yeah. episode or whatever they kind of like found a way to like weave it into what they normally do on the show mm-hmm. you know so in that regard it's like fine i guess i mean i don't i don't know it's hard to like judge an episode like this yeah you know? I, I don't know how to judge this episode well i mean i think i think we'll get there though once we keep once we start talking about it and get into it and stuff i think i think we'll get there okay so with that, let's get into episode 612 titled Suspicion. Mm-hmm. The Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Ruthie protects a Muslim classmate 
who is harassed by classmates. <laughs> not the best written, spoily. No, it's not. It's uh, okay. But a question about that spoily. Yeah. Isn't she going to an all girls school? No, she goes to the public school that Ruthie used to go to. Okay. So how, how did they become friends? Ruthie was walking home and saw her also walking home and being harassed by the classmates. Okay, okay. See, that part, I can't, whenever, like, <laughs> right when you read that spoiler, I'm like, did I miss something here? Yeah, no, and it, it all sort of happens, like, right up front. It's very expository in the beginning because what we see is Ruthie, um, Running like, into the house. Yeah, like, like sneaking it around the house, whatever. And then she like motions to this person who's off screen, like, come, come. And then it's like this little girl in a hijab. Yeah. And as soon as I saw the hijab, I was like, here we go. This is the episode yep. we've all been waiting for. So, yeah. So then so then we cut to Ruthie is like is like keeping her housed up in the garage apartment. Mm-hmm. And they have like, I mean, she has taken I love, everything. I love that you are calling it the garage apartment. Well, what else am I going to call it? I don't care. It just sounds funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so like, and like, she's obviously sourced a bunch of stuff from the house. Dude, like, she stole the house. Basically, okay. <laughs> I know. And like, and like all the kids are complaining about like, where's my this, that, or where's my whatever. And, and then cut to the garage apartment. And like, it's like fucking flooded in there with all yeah. the stuff that Ruthie has like, you know, commandeered or whatever. And everybody's searching for everything that they want at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, and then I love how Eric's like, I don't think the question is, who so much as who's not here yeah. <laughs> something stupid like that like like who's missing clearly it's ruthie and then they all go up there and they see um you know i can't why can't i remember her name that's terrible uh, oh it's yasmine okay so oh, yeah, nasreen is her mother that's right there we go so yasmine um tells them like what the story is Yasmin was walking home from school when a couple of boys started following her. They were calling her names because she's Muslim and trying to scare her. And one of them even picked up a dirt clod and threw it at her. That's when Ruthie ran over and started yelling back at them. But they still kept on following us. And this was happening right outside our house? It's happening everywhere. They've been doing this for a while. They know where I live and sometimes they wait for me. Why don't you change your schedule? You know, walk a different way to school and avoid them. I refuse to change my life. I refuse to be a victim. I mean, go Yasmeen. Yeah. (laughs) I wish they had picked a better spoken actress to play this role. Thank you. She's like mumbling and she's like got this weird like lispy thing going on. And it distracts me. I know. From the performance. Like it's almost like she's speaking from her jaw. Like, I refuse. It's like, it's like coming from the, I don't know how to explain it. Whatever. And, that, and that's when Ruthie stepped in. Like I, like, I don't know how to do it, but it's like really weird. Like, I mean, I don't want to make fun of this girl, but it's like, it's just, it's, it was distracting. Yeah. It takes it you out of the moment because I so want to be like, like empathizing for, with her and like, and like feeling what she's saying. You can't help but, I'm but just like, like hmm? I refuse to be a victim. <laughs> like, I, why? I know because... I mean, the same thing happened to me when I watched it. My, I turned my head. I'm like, hmm, really? Okay. Yeah. 
But I will say, and I don't know if this was actually like a, a, like a choice that the show made or whatever, but I think it is interesting that they highlight the fact that like you know she doesn't have an accent she's clearly not like an immigrant like you know she was like born here whatever Mm -hmm. so she's as much an american as anyone else you know which i don't know that the show made that choice but it but if that if that is the case like it works you know what i mean like it does help serve that narrative or whatever Mm -hmm. um because i think i think too imagine like put like if, if if we like go back in our time machine to 2001 like december 2001 like would would the censors even on national television have allowed you to like portray a sympathetic muslim immigrant character like oh my god that's right true. that would have been like a fucking scandal or something probably that's true especially for like the audience that this show is going for or, like the demo that this show goes for not to you know cast stones but whatever yeah Anyway, so so that's Yasmin's story. These couple of dudes have been like bullying her like nonstop. We can and and my, mind you, it's never explicitly stated. Like nine eleven is never like explicitly yeah like named or mentioned. It's just like you know tensions and like yeah. why now or like whatever you know. It's like that that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's so, no mention of it. There's no that day like you know nothing yeah nothing yeah and and like i mean she says in what we just heard like you know it's it's been happening everywhere whatever yeah but like clearly since then right i mean mm-hmm. like this isn't like we're just now learning about this like pandemic of like hate towards muslims like you know what i mean like like i guess she doesn't have to say it or whatever but like it's it's clearly implied and whatever how big is Glen Oak? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm laughing so hard because you're right. Because Eric's like in our little hamlet of a town in Glen Oak. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. this the, well, We're never. We just need to like never know. I and, know. Like, be okay I know. But. Again, it's just... I know, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's legit insane. And when this little girl says, it's happening everywhere, boo-boo, how do you know? You're in Glen Oak. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the news. I know that there's the news. <laughs> when they're not airing police chases <laughs> with Simon. <laughs> not gonna lie. Dude, police chases. <laughs> Lately, there's been a lot of those. <laughs> um, okay, so... The entire family hears the story and they're all obviously like, oh my God, like whatever we can do for you, we're here for you and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Annie's like, why don't I talk to Yasmin like alone for a minute or whatever? So like everyone else goes back downstairs. And what the show does is like they show us Mary and Lucy like talking and sort of like debriefing after what they've heard yeah. about what Yasmin just told them. And then we see Matt and Simon debriefing mm-hmm. like se- like separately. So it's interesting. I don't actually, again, like it's hard for me to like put this on the show because I think it's like too cool for them to even have consciously done this or whatever. But it is an interesting <laughs> like dichotomy of like, you know, a female sort of like response to or like a call to action or whatever yeah. from a female female's perspective versus like like a male's yeah. response slash call to action like after hearing what they've just heard or whatever so we'll just play both and then we can talk about them okay 
I just started thinking about Yasmin and how people can be so cruel and how horrible I was to you, which doesn't make me much better than those boys. And how everyone in the world has the same capacity to be so mean and intolerant just makes me feel so sad. You know how it makes me feel? Angry. We should do something about those boys chasing Yasmin. I know, but what? Well, uh, my first thought would be to find those snotty little kids and make their lives more miserable than they already are. Let's move on to your second thought. Mm -hmm. Like, here we have Mary, who's very much like a firecracker, right? Being like, let's go show these snotty little boys or whatever. And Lucy is immediately like next thought best thought you know what i mean like like no 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 that's not what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. and and she's like she's immediately like i feel terrible i wish there was something we could do like she's more of like that that like empathic person or whatever who's like oh my god and like the world is a terrible place and like what are we gonna do and whatever you know? know whereas mary's like more of like a this is, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go <laughs> find those kids and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. That is what it is. We'll, we'll get into what they end up doing later, I guess. But meanwhile, Matt and Simon are talking. Guys terrorizing innocent little girls on the way home from school. I mean, where's this world come to? Just a bunch of little cowards. Ignorant little cowards. Evil, ignorant little cowards. Yeah. So aside from calling them cowards behind their backs, what are we going to do about it? I know what I'm going to do about it. Kick their butts. What? You heard me. Let's just say I'm going to give them a taste of their own medicine. Well, I don't think you should go that far. Come on, son. We have to take a stand and be men. We have to protect Ruthie and her friend so this will never happen again. Doing nothing is silent complicity. Yeah, you're right. This has to stop. And it's going to stop right here. Now what are we going to do? We're going to go out and kick some butt! Yeah! Oh, hi, Dad. Hope I didn't hear what I thought I heard. Well, that depends on what you think you heard. Oh, there's a lot of tough guy stuff, if you know what I mean. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a tough guy when the time calls for it, if you know what I mean. Well, you're the oldest, and you can certainly influence the others in negative or positive and productive ways, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Oh, hi, Dad. Uh, oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> I'm okay. What you were about to say something? I totally cut you off. The music. Oh yeah, it picks I, up. I, I had to cut around the long awkward pauses. But I'm not gonna like when he when that music picked up towards the end of him delivering a man's got to do what a man's got to do mm-hmm. line. I was like, oh my God, is he going to fuck shit up? Like, there was a moment where I I was thinking, what is he going to do? Like, hunt them down and like, you know, create a problem here? I, I didn't know where the show was going. And then, of course, I didn't go anywhere with that. Well, well, but so here too, just like we saw with Lucy and Mary, here too with Matt and Simon, we're seeing sort of kind of their classic MOs, right? Yeah. Like, Matt tends to like have all these like strong opinions and like convictions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he sort of like tempers himself the more he has a chance to think about it, you know, like, or, or like in this case, like Eric sort of gets in his head, but Mm -hmm. like not really, but then eventually, you know what I mean? Like, like Matt tends to like come in hot and then like realize that he needs to back off a bit or whatever. Yeah. And he's also quick to like, try to like impart on Simon, like, 
you know, like, this is how it is to be in the world, kind of like, like yeah. this is how you got to be, man, or whatever. And then Simon, on the other hand, is more of like a latecomer to the game. Like, yeah. like he'll be like, so what are we going to do? Just like he did. And then Matt's like, what do you mean? We, we got to be men. He's like, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, like Simon tends to get like, like, you know, like all hyped up by Matt. I know. Which sometimes is cool. But then when Matt tries to like, when when Matt eventually tapers off, like Simon's left holding the bag of like, yeah. like, well, what the hell, man? You know? I was I I was just doing what you wanted me to do. <laughs> yeah. I was helping out. Yeah. <laughs> so so again, we'll get into sort of what goes down with these four, but it's really like ultimately inconsequential. I mean, I would argue Mary and Lucy's stuff is a little bit more inconsequential than Matt and Simon's. Mm. Um, but it comes down to like Yasmin and her family and stuff. Yeah. And this is, we should say like, or at least I want to say um, that this, the, the entire episode revolves around this. Like there's no B story, C story, like everything is happening around Yasmin's story of like being yeah. bullied by these people or whatever. And like, obviously like Mary and Lucy go off on their little adventure mm-hmm. tangent. And then like Matt and Simon go off on their little adventure tangent, but like, it's all sort of serving this one thing. Yeah. Were you going to say something? No. Oh. I'm just remembering the entire episode again. Oh, okay. <laughs> and rolling had, my eyes half the time. You had a look on your face like, hmm. <laughs> I, I did, but like I, I was replaying everything in my head. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it... Okay, I don't want to like I don't want to like rate the episode. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I feel like I want to like just talk through the motions of it, whatever. So, so first thing they do, first thing Eric and Annie do is they invite Yasmin's mom over. Yeah, um, and yeah, Yasmin mentions I think at some point something about like her hus- like her dad like being sick or whatever. Because because what Yasmin doesn't want to do is like worry her parents with yeah. this like or burden her parents mm-hmm. with this trouble she's been having because like her mom's been like super worried lately, you know, yeah. as you would imagine, and like her dad's been sick, which is putting like putting like an extra pressure and burden on her mom and mm-hmm. stuff. So Yasmin's like, is it if it's cool, like I'll just like hang out here for a while and like everything will be fine or whatever, and then yeah. of course like. Eric and Annie can't leave well enough alone. So they have to like call Yasmin's mom, whose name is Nazarene. And um, they invite her over. And I kind of sort of had to like cut around some of the stuff that happens in the scene because it's like too long and drawn out. Yeah. But um, I do want to play it. And then I just want to like mention before we listen to it, like see if you can pick out the like – like the what's clearly the inner dialogue happening within Nazarene's like own head, yeah. While she's like having this conversation with Annie and Eric. Why now? See, it's not curiosity; it's suspicion. Fear can bring out the worst in people, and fear is evidence of a lack of faith. I mean, for some people, that's a lack of faith in God. For others, it's a lack of faith in themselves. But For others, it's a lack of faith in their fellow man. I'm sorry to burden you with my problems. I'm usually a very private person, but I'm not myself lately. My husband has taken ill, and I myself am sick with worry for Yasmin's safety. I appreciate your sympathy, but I don't expect you to completely understand what I'm going through. As a mother, I understand at least some of what you're going through. 
I know the fear and worry over the safety of my children. Hey, Nasreen, have you ever thought of enrolling Yasmin in private school? It's smaller, it's a more controlled environment. But we can't afford private school. Well, neither can we. Ruthie's on a scholarship. At least a third of the girls there are on scholarship. Maybe they'd have a place for Yasmin. Oh, well, that would be wonderful, but I... I'll talk to the principal, Mrs. McCool, and see what she can do. Did you catch it? Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which part? (laughs) (laughs) You know. No, I'm kidding. I'm like staring at you like expectantly. Come on, T. Don't you get it? (laughs) Don't you get it? All right. Um, No, What I, I guess what I was talking about is like, she comes over and she's like super gracious, right? I yeah. mean, they're having just like a normal conversation off off camera. Eric and Annie have told her about yeah. Yasmin's whatever's, right? And so she's like, "Oh my god, that's that thank you for telling me." Like blah blah blah. And then she's like, "But I don't expect like I'm usually a private person. I don't expect you guys to understand." Yeah. And then they mention about the school and she's like, "But we can't afford that." And yeah. then and then Eric and Annie are like, like, no, no, we'll make this happen. And she gets like, she gets like, she allows herself to be excited about it. And then when yeah. they see her out the door, like, she's like, Ruthie can come over anytime or whatever. It's like, I thought you were mm-hmm. a private person, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like the subtext of all of this is like, even Nazreen is dealing with a little bit of like, I don't want to say suspicion, but like having to sort of be guarded yeah. around like an other, you know, mm-hmm. like to sort of like, you know, like protect herself or, you know, like exactly. her own like little bubble that she's created and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Again, very subtle. And I and I almost don't want to give the show credit for it again, because it's like, did they really think about this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But I mean, but I guess it is a testament to like how Nazreen is playing it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think she's playing the layers pretty well, like because she's obviously a very nice person and like not like a suspicious person in any way. No, no, no. She's just like a mom and like a part like a person in this community and she has all the same troubles as anyone else and whatever. But she's also now playing on this level that the world has brought upon her, yeah. you know, by being the way it is or whatever. And I don't know. I kind of was like intrigued by her a little bit. I wish we could see more of her, you know, mm. I, or I wish we had seen more of her. Cause she was like, she was interesting. Like I, like I would have liked to see their home life. Thank you. You know, thank you. Yeah. But, uh, but it's seventh heaven and we and only care about the Camdens. <laughs> we only care about the Camdens. And I mean, who the hell is going to write that? The home life, oh, like true. really, that's very Brenda true. Hampton. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, but what does she know? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Well, like, right? No, and and again, I got to think about like this is December, January 2001. Yeah. Like, were we really going out of our ways to like portray a balanced, you know, like like portrayal of like all cultures and ethnicities and stuff like I have to I mean I don't really know I don't remember you know we were both like pretty young you know yeah we were young but like I don't like I can't imagine that we were so like balanced portraying all of this shit like there was a lot of like propaganda and there was a lot of like nationalism and patriotism happening at the time you know like I mean to the show's to seventh heaven's credit like they at least portrayed a Muslim American family that wasn't like, like suspicious or yeah. like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, which is probably more than I can say for a lot of shows did at that time. Yeah. Or that still do, frankly, not that 
I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're not getting political. <laughs> I know. It's kind of hard with this show. Uh, well, with this episode. Anyway. Yeah, this episode. I mean, um, but yeah, so, so anyway, so, so then Annie and Eric say like, we'll talk to Mrs. McCool. Nazarene leaves with Yasmin. Like they're super chill. Like, like Ruth can come over anytime. I- I'm going to just bring up one thing. Yeah. Why the fuck am I supposed to like Miss Riddle now? <laughs> Can we just, I don't know, man. Because uh, they needed like, somebody to be in Ruthie's corner in this episode. Other than Mrs. McCool. <laughs> they they, they McCool. needed Miss Riddle as like, well. It needed to be like four people. It couldn't just be three. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't just be Annie, Eric, and Miss School. Like, we needed to add another teacher. <laughs> I mean, for, a, for the amount of mileage they've been getting out of Mrs. Riddle for the last, like, three seasons or Seriously. however long. Like, it's crazy. Um. Wait, when did Ruthie go to private school? Last season, right? Well, this season. Yeah, last that season. That was this season? No, no, no. That no. was last season. Yeah. When did Bert... Shit. That was so last season. No, no, I know. But Bert gave her the the horse for Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, last in season five. Yeah, that was season five. But when did she start going to that school? Was it the beginning of that season? It must or have like, been. It must have been like early season five. Or she gets into hot water with Mrs. Riddle, Ms. Riddle, and then she tr- switches schools. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Just trying to think. All this talk about private school. She's going to private school. It makes her smart. I remember like Lucy <laughs> saying that stupid shit. I mean, if nothing else, like then it was like late season four. You know what I mean? So like either way, it's been like over a year now yeah. that she's like been in private school. Where's so, Bert? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bert. Um, okay. So then... They talk to Ms. McCool. Again, all, all this happens off screen. All we know is like Annie talks to Eric about it and she's like, I talked to Ms. McCool and she's like totally on our side. She gets it. She thinks that like it would totally be doable. We just have to like run it past the board kind of thing. Yeah. So they're all like optimistic and actually, sorry, Eric talked to Ms. McCool because mm-hmm. then Annie's like, that's great news. And Eric's like, well, it hasn't happened yet. Relax. I'm like, well, here we fucking go. <laughs> like yeah. typical, like of course there's going to have to be roadblocks. Like, can't just something work out normal as wanted as predicted in life i guess it wouldn't be television that you said that and i was and i wrote down i'm like of course there's a roadblock (laughs) you fucking called it a roadblock too yeah oh my god are we the same person sometimes (laughs) (laughs) fucking a goddamn okay so um so <laughs> Ms. McCool comes back to the church mm. to talk to Eric and she's like, yeah, about the board. <laughs> they pay for everything and they're not for this shit. <laughs> they don't like the idea of this girl coming. Like some of the parents are like, ooh. And Eric's like, well, what the hey? And so Ms. McCool's like, let's see you guys. If I played the clip, you'd hear it. <laughs> and so Ms. McCool's like, well, I arranged a like last minute like parent conference or whatever at the school and I would like for Ruthie to speak and Eric's like yeah yeah good idea I mean out of the mouth of the babes right like I mean like maybe if they see like a child not being phased then they won't be phased either it's like relax Jack <laughs> like yeah. you know um, but of course, like typical, this, like it's, this is all television trope shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything from here on out is like the underdog speech and like the slow clap and all of that shit, you know? All that happens, but <laughs> shit, <dude. laughs> what? the way it just goes down, like she's giving like, she gives this really sweet speech, whatever. And 
when she <laughs> when she's willing to give up her scholarship. Yeah. Ruthie, you hear this one woman on the board just going, I know someone else that would take her place in an instant. I was like, oh, there it goes. That's it. She lost her chance. Fucking terrible. I know. And like, and doesn't even skip a beat that woman. No. Okay, so I don't have the clip of Ruthie giving her speech because, like, whatever. It's just a two-minute Ruthie speech. But but she hearkens to, like, Eleanor Roosevelt, who's the namesake of their school, yeah. who wrote about, like, equality and fairness and kindness and all yeah. these things. And she's like, she's like, how can we call ourselves the Eleanor Roosevelt, blah, Roosevelt School if we're not going to like open our hearts and our wallets to this chick who's yeah. like, I mean, her grades are stellar. There's no reason why she couldn't get a scholarship other than the fact that people are uncomfortable with her, with her presence there, which is yeah. fucking bullshit, you know? So Ruthie's like, well, if you guys don't accept her, then you don't get me there. And I'm going to quit the school or whatever. Hmm? And, and then four and then people, nobody claps. Only four people. Nobody claps, which was like, especially this, this I will give credit to the show because two parents get up before Ruthie and they say stupid shit like, I, I spent a lot of money yeah. to like bring my kid here and I don't want to, I don't know if I can trust this person. Like all the, all the parents fucking erupt in, in, yeah. in applause and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the, some other mom like gets up and says some bullshit and every, the whole place erupts in, in, in applause. And then Ruthie gives this like impassioned, like logical, well thought out, like, yeah. like, 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 you know, like, imploring speech to these like adults you know she's like this nine-year-old on stage or whatever and like nobody claps even annie and eric don't clap right away yeah they (laughs) like like, look around like (laughs) it's like a fucking crickets up in there and then finally annie and eric like start the start the applause and then on the other side of the aisle ms mccool and ms riddle like join them it's just it's funny to hear ruthie like i said i quit (laughs) I quit. And she's just, oh, it, like, you can tell, like, well, did I seriously just give up my position? Well, what's better is, like, she finishes her speech, like, no one claps, and she goes, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Ruthie. Yeah. No, not poor Ruthie, but just, like, like fuck these people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, who needs them? Nobody does, clearly, because, spoiler alert, Ms. McCool and Ms. Riddle quit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they both quit and they go back to what, like, pu- pu- well, the same school that, mi- wait, Miss Riddle goes back to her old school. Yeah, and they- now Ms. McCool is also going to be a teacher at that school. So she, because she downgrades because, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, because she, she was a that. principal, but she can't be a principal everywhere. But she's like, I don't care. I'd rather be a teacher anyway. Yeah. And like, fuck that school. So they're both going to be working at the public school that Ruthie used to go to that uh, Yasmin currently goes to. And they all march to school together. Spoiler alert. Like, I'm pretty sure this means, like, we might see Bert again. Like, we might get some more, like, cast of characters around Ruthie again. Oh, Bert. Because, like, Ruthie hasn't had any friends since she went to public I know, until seriously, they school. all ditched her, dude. I know. She fed one for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and bitch up and left. Yeah, so I'm excited to see, like, like a, like a supporting cast of characters around Ruthie <laughs> she again. She fed one. <laughs> like a pet. <laughs> Hey, bro. Her pet classmate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. So, like, yay, Ruthie. Yay, Ms. McCool. Yay, Ms. Riddle. And then, yeah. And then, um, um, what the fuck is the word? Eric. (laughs) Eric 
I don't I didn't quite understand what Eric did with regard to Yasmin's dad. You know, oh, uh, like seriously, it all went over my head. Did he I can't I can't remember this either. Um was the man okay, was Yasmin's father having some issues with because he was sick? Mm-hmm. He was having not money issues, but I, I guess I want to say that because like his shop yeah, he wasn't I, opening up his shop or something. I, all like I that? really understood was like so Eric went and talked to the imam at Nazreen and his and her husband's like mosque or yeah. whatever. And then they met up in front of some store or something. And I think it was Yasmin's dad's store. I guess so. And so and then Eric said something like, Oh yeah, we heard you haven't been able to like come to work because mm-hmm. you've been sick. So today we're your workers? Like what yeah. is that? So they just went in there, they worked for him for two Yeah, for they an helped hour? him like, out because um what he said was he's like, You never asked us for help, you never told us your troubles, and we're always here to support you. We're mm-hmm. a community, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, because you know they're a very private person. <laughs> you know, they don't like to share their Well problems. well and Nazreen says she she says like the imam's been like is that the right word, Imam? Mm-hmm. That's what he is, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, N- Nazreen says, like, the Imam's been, like, flooded. There's been, like, this such an influx from the entire Muslim community to him as of late, right? Yeah. Like, he's been helping so many people that she doesn't want to burden, burden him with her own problems kind yeah. of thing, you know? Which, like, imagine if everybody thought that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's terrible. But... Whatever. So yeah, so they haven't sought the imam's help, much like the way that people seek Eric's help in yeah. the Christian community. I mean, like, right, like everyone's just popping into Eric's office whenever they need something. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that that's sort of the same relationship that the Muslim community has with this imam. Yeah. And except that like Nazreen and her husband haven't taken advantage of that or whatever. Yeah. So then the Eric, so then the Eric, <laughs> so then Eric that goes works. to the imam and like, you know, talks to him and goes like, these people need our help, whatever. So that's, I guess that's it. They're just going to like help him in his shop for the mm-hmm. day or whatever. I that's what it sounds like. It's like, okay, like such like small potatoes. Like what even is that? Uh, Eric always needs to help somewhere. Yeah. But if you really wanted to help, like mobilize the community, get some people in there to work the shop, like like you and the mom working there for a day isn't going to help anything if he can't come in tomorrow and go open the shop again. You know what I mean? Like it's seventh heaven. No, because what Annie did mobilized the fucking community and you could tell it wasn't just like a one day thing. And I like know. they set up a fucking thing. And because what Annie did was like she called up all the parents and all the families in that block or in that neighborhood or mm-hmm. whatever. And they all met up in front of the Camden house and they all walk to school. Like they all like march to school together yeah. in like this show of solidarity yeah. and like protection of Yasmin and her mom. But you also forget Lucy and Mary ran out the house saying, Hey, wait up. <laughs> <laughs> we wanna help. And then and then <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor across the street's like, hey guys, and like runs up. <laughs> oh man. It's crazy. But but sweet. And like and it's like meaningful. Like mm-hmm. not 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 that Eric's gesture isn't meaningful, but it's like like what Annie did was like create a movement. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she fucking like mobilized the community and like got the word out and like did something. All Eric did is run a shop for a day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not really gonna work or, ma- or matter, I should say, in the long run, I guess. I don't know. 
Do we know what Nez- um, Yasmin's dad's problem was? We no. don't find out. It no. wasn't cancer or something like that, no. right? No, they didn't mention. He's just been like sick. That. Yeah, like with the flu. He? I don't <laughs> Jesus. know. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> like relax, people. This show. At least give him like a debilitating illness, <laughs> like you know, like like not that not that that's what's gonna make me care about him, but it's like like raise the stakes, man. Like go for broke. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. you know, go for broke. <laughs> uh, okay, so meanwhile, meanwhile, in Mary and Lucy Land, yeah, um, they decide that they're going to go door to door and get the neighbors or the people in that neighborhood to sign a petition. Yeah. That said something, <laughs> you know, I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of like, okay, I'm bad. No, it was like, <laughs> I, I basically remember it was like, um, it was like, Oh yeah. Like stop the bullying or like stop the hate or, yeah. you know, something like that. Like basically just like getting some names on a sheet of paper that would like, indicate to the town or Glen mm-hmm. Oak or whatever that like we're not going to stand for this shit you yeah know, something like that so they're going door to door and it's like not working no. like as soon as they hear you know Yasmin or Nazarene or whatever yeah. or like Muslim or something they just like slam the doors mm-hmm. in their faces and to like Mary and Lucy are like so stupid that they don't even understand like what's happening. They're just like, they keep slamming the doors in our faces. And Lucy's like, you're doing it wrong. Let me try. And then she like opens with the fact that they're Muslim. And it's like the door slams again. Like, yeah. It's like, come on guys. Like, you know, like change up your gambit a little bit. If like, if you're going to try to do this and be successful, like, and you keep getting doors in your faces, like, put the shit together and like come at it from a different angle, you know, Hmm. or give up, frankly, yeah, or don't, but like do something about it, like do something different, you know, or try something different or something. So, so they want to give up. (laughs) I just have to play it because like Mary is just like the biggest, like this is not excusable, this behavior. (laughs) We'll just have to double back and try the same houses again. This isn't working. We have to give people another chance to hear us out. They already had their chance. We can't just give up. What would have happened if Rosa Parks gave up her seat on the bus? Or Cesar Chavez had given up on the farm workers? Or Susan B. Anthony given up on the suffrage movement? I think I forgot everything I learned in school. That's what PBS is for. Who's that? Are you fucking kidding me right now? But, okay, I'm sorry bullshit on the show you tell me mary was a straight a student she was miss popular basketball player and also a smart kid she like do you remember how much they would harp on that shit but she was bright no yeah and they and they would emphasize that that she did so well in her in her classes yeah yeah and she won that fucking award remember oh yeah 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 (laughs) and then to throw that out there i'm like bullshit i think i forgot everything i learned in high school did you have amnesia for the last 20 years of your life how do you not remember who rosa parks is like that's not shit you learn in high school that's shit that's just like ingrained in your mind man i know but it's again whatever i just bullshit 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 like what why are you um and then when lucy's like that's what people who like are you what yeah it's fucking bullshit i'm reminded of i think i've said this on this podcast before but who jackie who ja- <laughs> 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 oh 
fucking marries a moron. Like legit though. Like I like it's unexcusable. Inexcusable? <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna try to correct yourself as you But dude Again, I just it's stupid what yeah, they just said. And also unnecessary. Like why throw Mary under the bus in this moment? Yeah. Like why you know what I mean? Like why take this moment right here, right now to go Mary's an idiot, right? Like who gives a fuck right now? It's like it doesn't even serve any purpose narratively. Exactly. exactly. Like, it's not like at the end of this episode we see Mary watching PBS learning something. Like who Mary, gives a fuck? Mary never has played or ever was a ditz exactly why the fuck did you do this so unnecessary all of a sudden we're defending mary you see you see what they do well the writing is just stupid it's horrendous i know i completely agree i don't like using that word but yes brenda hampton stupid Mm. this was stupid you soups stoops (laughs) i just made that up right now i know it's kind of (laughs) cute thanks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god thanks so yeah so that's their deal i didn't i don't have the clip of it but like basically what it comes down to for them is this one japanese neighbor on their street who the first time they went to her door like immediately was like nope shut it down shut the door in front of their faces mm-hmm. or whatever and then they went back and she's like and and they were like you know, can you just hear us out? Like, what do you have to lose or whatever? And then she starts talking, the The neighbor starts talking about how, you know, when the internment caps were happening and like, yeah. just because they had their, just because they were Japanese, like they were put on a list and like, whatever, whatever. And that taught her to like, never put her name yeah. on something again. Like, just cause like then, then they could be used against her or whatever. Yeah. And, I totally get that sentiment. I don't really know what being Japanese and the internment caps have to do with it because I feel like she could have been white and said the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, it's like McCarthyism, right? It's like, like, you know, you you put your name on something because you didn't know anything and, you know, you were at a party and they were passing around a piece of paper or whatever. And then it was used against you. And that's the real takeaway. And and obviously she had been burned once before and that was terrible. (laughs) But I think the main point of all of that was like, like the feeling that was like permeating our culture and the nation at the time, yeah. which was like, you didn't want to be seen as a sympathizer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't want to be seen as like somebody who was on the wrong side of things or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? And like, God forbid. And because, because fucking men, I mean, we didn't know anything back then. I mean, we were still living in fear, like terror, literally that, that it was going to happen again or that, or that, you know, like, I mean, fuck, we don't, I mean, we didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty, but if it's four months, four months ago, it isn't much to give you that hindsight, you know? Exactly. So I totally get that sentiment or, or that feeling I mm-hmm. should say. I don't, I don't want to say I get it like me too, but like, like I understand yeah. it intellectually, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, so they I mean so they even touched on that in this episode, which again, I don't I have to give the show some props. Like they waited a long time. They didn't like, you know, like hit like hit up on this topic like right away kind of thing. No, they didn't. like like a lot of shows did, but I think they were able to like do the slow burn type of thing and like kind of like Again, make it feel like an episode of the show, mm-hmm. and yet it was clearly this like taking a stand on something, you know? Yeah. Which, again, you know, not easy. No. 
or I shouldn't say not easy, but like, well done, you know, like I can give them that or whatever. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Matt and Simon. Okay. You don't want to talk about Simon? I mean, what's it? Jimba? Hey, Jimba. What were the little boys' names? I was about to say it, but then it lost me. Ben and David. Uh, David no. Right? Sam and David. Sam and David. <laughs> ben and David. I, you know, because I, Ben? I, I don't know. <laughs> See, the problem was like, I was like, is it Sam? I was like, nah, you're wrong. Like, it can't be that close to Simon. And That's then, of course, cute. it is. Um, oh, yeah. What we didn't say, and I mean, they barely say it, but it explains away Robbie's absence is like he's visiting his mom in Florida or something. Yeah. Like, that's how they explain it away that he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So Matt and Simon, they're all like gung ho, like, yeah, we're going to kick some ass, whatever. <laughs> and then um, Simon comes in to the house or whatever. And like he and Matt are like meeting up in the room and stuff. I got a detailed description of the guys from Ruthie and Yasmin. Let's go get them. Do they have names? I don't know their names, but I could find out. Well, then find out. I will. I can't wait to meet these guys face to face. Yeah. Or fist to face. Yeah, fist to face. That's good. Maybe you have a future in rhetoric. I'll meet you in front of the clinic after school. Hey, slow down. Why don't you just find out who these guys are and then we'll go from there. I'll go anywhere I have to go and do whatever I have to do. See, like already here, Matt is starting to temper himself. Yeah. And, and yet Simon is all jazzed up and like ready to fucking hit somebody, you know? So bad. Because <laughs> like, Matt's like, do they have names? Relax. Like, calm down, you know? Like, whoa, buddy. And Simon's like, oh, fucking punch these motherfuckers. So, so then Matt goes to his shift at the clinic Mm -hmm. and Simon calls and says, oh, well, I got their names. Oh, yeah. And it's like the Jenkins boys or something. And then Matt's like, oh, shit, we have a Mr. Jenkins here. Mm -hmm. But I want to play this clip because I almost didn't catch it. I think I only caught it the second time I watched it. What was really happening here? Yeah, his name's Daniel Jenkins. He's tall, thin, and has brown hair. Well, light or dark brown? Dark. That's him. Wait, don't you think it's too much of a coincidence? Coincidence or divine destiny? Matt, the same name, same description. That's got to be their father. Yeah, maybe you're right. Thanks for the information. I'll talk to you later. So what's the scoop? I think this guy's the jerk's father. He fits the description of his sons and has the same name. So what does the father have to do with it? Well, where do you think they get it from? Kids have to be taught to hate. We get our values from our parents. But do you know for sure that that's him? I mean, racially profiling much? Yeah. Like, holy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, of course now it's like so obvious to me, but like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, relax, Simon. But like, but like it didn't, it didn't occur to me that it was like profiling in that way. You know what I mean? Like until I was like faced with it, just the audio clip, I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. No. uh, Light hair or dark hair, dark hair. It's gotta be him. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. Holy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Same name. Is that a coincidence or divine destiny? That word right there. Like what the fuck dude? I know. I know. Cause it's like when, uh, The first time I heard that, I was like, okay, now you're, you both are guilty of something here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Terrible. So then, so then, um, 
Jenkins, the patient at the clinic, yeah, comes up was still a dick though. Well, right, but he comes up to the counter, you know, whatever, like yeah. the window and stuff, because he's all like, uh, "I gotta go, man." And well, uh, excuse me, Mr. Jenkins. By any chance, are your two sons named George and Jerry? Yeah. What does that got to do with anything? Oh, no reason. Just curious. Look, I got to be out of here by three. I've got more important things to do besides waiting around here with a bunch of women. Oh, well, you should have told me that. I've been out back all morning tinkering on my Subaru. Oh, she's very handy. See, now that's exactly why women shouldn't be working. They get a bee in their bonnet, and instead of doing their jobs, they get irritable and sarcastic. We get medical aid to foreigners, but I can't get any help for this lousy headache. It is killing me. You know, maybe it's your guilt eating away at your brain. What? Just remember, when you are hurtful to other people, your body hurts you back. You need to shut up. And you need to get me some medication. I'm sorry. You need to be seen by a doctor first. Yeah, I think you better take a seat now, Mr. Muslim Hater. I mean, Jenkins is a racist, sexist, yeah. like, he asshole. Does, I mean, he, he fits the profile. <laughs> well, no, but he's a racist, sexist asshole. Yeah. Like, the point is that there is no profile for racism and sexism. No, I it's know. just who he is, right? Um, and yes, he's the Jenkins boy's dad. Yeah. But what we find out is that it wasn't the Jenkins boys at all. Yeah. And even that was a type of like profiling or whatever mm-hmm. because Simon saw that the Jenkins, like one of the Jenkins boys was wearing the like beanie Me, with the whatever. The striped cap, and just, whatever. Um, and, 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 you know, and they were like being dicks in the street or whatever. Yeah. So Simon was like, oh, it must be them, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't no. <laughs> because the cops, because Naz, um, Yasmin pro- positively identified some two dudes that the cops had picked up. Yeah. And it wasn't the Jenkins boy, Jenkins boys. No. Which means, okay, the story we learn here, right, or like the takeaway from the Matt and Simon storyline is what? Like, anyone can be a dick and it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And don't judge someone based on anything, right? Matt was a total dick. Matt, Matt was also a total dick. Yeah. Uh, okay. When they were arguing in the room and Simon was like um, threatening to to hit Matt. Well, yeah. When Matt is throwing it all on Simon, he can suck it because Matt is just as guilty. You're in a fucking clinic, bro. You cannot judge anybody coming in. That's true. You cannot judge anybody. Save a life. That's what you're supposed to do. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, I know. I know. So Matt is just as guilty. But I mean, but Matt was still going to treat this guy. You know what I mean? Like he was still going to like do his, his doctorly duties. But your emotions are not allowed is what I'm trying to say. I don't know, man. I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy and they're emotional as fuck on that show. Well, they cry because everybody's dying. (laughs) (laughs) No, but what I mean is like, I mean, it's like they're not going to shirk their responsibility and the oath that they, that they vow or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, protect, like save lives, do no harm, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Matt, and I I actually don't think Matt was not going to do that. I think Matt was going to, save this like you know make his headache go away or whatever the fuck but again but but he has every right to go like fuck you though you know what i mean fuck you yes but don't flat out call someone a muslim hater when they didn't even brought that on well sure yeah let's be real i mean all you know about the guys that he hates women and that and maybe black people (laughs) you can like i okay exactly so that 
him putting all all that shit out there yeah. okay being defensive protecting like wherever you know the the and nurse also too where do you draw the line because he's being a dick to the nurse so like yeah matt is a doctor and he says do no harm or whatever but he also has to like protect his co-worker not protect his co-worker but like you know what i mean like 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 stand with them be able to like stand up and yeah. go like you can't talk to her like that, that. no i'm okay yeah. with that but he but they're him just throwing out all that shit in the beginning just sure. brought it out of him. Sure. And I'm sorry, you're an adult. You need, you need, where are your ethics at work? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't even say it's ethics. It's more like professionalism, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's still a work environment, regardless of the fact that like, it's not like a corporate office or whatever, you know, yeah. like it's, you're at work, there's rules and decorum and whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. Both I mean, were both were stupid. I'm not saying that I I'm not I'm not even defending Matt's actions and behavior at the clinic, but but like as a person, like as if I if I'm Matt, like I'm like I get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like even that's a little tricky, I guess, because because you're because the whole point was like Matt was like unfairly, but not unfairly. The guy was a dick. I don't. He know. was a dick. Yeah. No, he was a dick. Yeah, but. At the same time, it's like, dude, you're going to run into those assholes, especially at a oh clinic every yeah. day. Oh, my God. On this last episode of Grey's Anatomy. What happened? This guy was like, he was like married to and was abusive to one of the interns to the point where she had to like run away and change her name and like start a whole life. Damn. And then he like fucking shows up out of nowhere and like starts terrorizing her. Okay. And. And, like, everybody, like, knows the story, so, like, they hate him, but he's this, like, world-renowned doctor and shit, right? Oh, and he, shit. And he plays it off like, I'm I'm so great, and she's crazy, and you're crazy, and whatever, whatever, right? So, finally, they get rid of him. He gets hit by a fucking bus. Oh, no. And they have to treat his ass. They have to treat his fucking ass, even mm. though they all hate him, and he's the biggest dick on the planet. And then he dies on the table. It's amazing. <laughs> And she gets to like sign the DNR or whatever because she's still his wife. It's so fucking dope. <laughs> okay, but wait, is she a nurse? No, she's a she's an intern, or no, she's a resident. I'm sorry. How the fuck do you change your name and still continue your job? She she did all that before she went to med school. Like this is like her past. Um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, did we do it? Did we do it? I think we did it. I think so. Yeah, I think we did I it. I feel pretty good about that. So, okay, let's write the episode. You have two thumbs to give. What do you give it? <laughs> one up, one down. Hmm. One up, one down. Interesting. I I guess you can say, like, the conversation that you and I are having probably helped that. Because I probably still would have given this two thumbs down hmm. i probably would have but i like i caught all the little things like everything that you're mentioning like i'm like yeah i remember that yeah i remember that but i just it's seventh heaven you get what i'm yeah. saying everything's yeah. in a bow and then that's why i just like at the end of the day it's just another seventh heaven episode exactly and so every time they're like i'm sorry when lucy's like when i realize that everyone's so capable of hate it's like bitch did you just realize this shit like do you get what i'm saying sometimes lucy like has these like weirdly emotional epiphanies where i'm like are you 12 again yeah <laughs> like cry me a river bro yeah 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 <laughs> so it, that stuff like it's all those little things that they still keep up that annoy me yeah and that's what makes me not want to give the thumbs up i get it you know but i 
but I guess good job that, you know, you're, I guess you're playing around with like racial profiling, you know, even the internal dialogue, as you said, you don't want to give the show credit, which I wouldn't give it credit. But yeah, it, but I it was nicely like I'm done. Putting that on them, on her, like on the character. Yeah, but whatever. I felt it. <laughs> yeah, same. So it's like those little little nuggets help. Yeah, I I'm I actually am inclined to agree with you. I think I think when I watched the episode and I was like prepping for the show, um, I think I was ready to give this two thumbs up. But the more we've been talking about it, like the more I realized like, no, yeah, this is this is pretty evenly a one up one down because it's. It's it's it, everything that you just said. Like at the end of the day, it's just another cheesy seventh heaven episode. Just because it was about this like momentous moment in history, like shouldn't mm-hmm. like push it over the edge if it's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's not. It's just not. Like there's 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 funny moments, and there's like poignant, nice moments, and there's you know things that I really enjoyed, but it's. You know, and then there's things where I was like, all right, whatever, you know, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Any stray observations or thoughts? Anything we didn't talk about? Can they just not make Mary a ditz again for a second? That'd be yes, nice. please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, seconded. Motion passes. Okay, moving on. Um <laughs> I don't know. Who am I? Um, you're Lady J. Aw. <laughs> and you're T? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. All right. Um, well, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, too, that if you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on the air. And feel free to make it funny, make it angry, make it sad, plug your own shit. We don't care. You write it, it, we'll read it. But why would it be angry? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to take the criticism. Are you not ready to accept the criticism, T? I, I mean, I can, I can handle it. Are you accepting this angry. criticism? I'm kidding. But angry. Yeah, I mean, don't send us your hate mail, please. Like, like you can tell us what we're doing wrong. I yeah, yeah. Guess. I, I invite the criticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't be like, I wish you were dead. Um, we Never. will report you. Um, <laughs> You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And is that everything I say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs>